So, Jedi, did you vote? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> no, the, the voting is at the end of my street, and I still – the other day I'm driving home. I have no idea about anything. You got to explain politics to me like I'm five years old. I'll, it's all, like, backed up trying to get down my street. I'm like, what is going on? And then I see the sign for voting. We I'm will just... never – Joe, we will never have any interest in this, and I know we should. <laughs> I saw my town, Sturbridge, had a 44% – turnout is that good or bad for a midterm that's actually decent that's that's pretty good around the country there was actually pretty good voter turnout all in all so very very impressive so was it the normal things like where, where we all live all democrats across the board i'll tell you this there's about three people in the entire country who were expected to win that didn't otherwise the polls were dead on accurate Everything that the polls showed is exactly what happened. And, and the only thing that didn't go as expected, uh, Donald Trump endorsed candidates got beat down. Only one of them won his race. You know, some on the local level did, but nationally just one did. And then Ron DeSantis absolutely blew everybody out of the water in Florida. And I think that might be the shift away from Donald Trump to team DeSantis for the Republican party. They're actually asking him, he was going to announce his, his run for presidency. And a lot of them are asking him to hold off for right now and not make any announcements because I think yeah. they're yeah. looking the back to DeSantis instead. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I really don't care, but I, I don't want like an 80 year old person in office. Well, so Todd, here's the funny thing, right? Record high inflation, high crime, high immigration issues, right? Food and fuel costs are going up, and most people hold who responsible? Yeah, right, the president. Yeah, Right? And the Democrats. And we were expecting the Republicans were going to do better than they did, and it's going to end up being about dead even. And so for the next two years, they're, they're really, there's nothing's going to happen. It's going to be nothing going on. Nobody will have enough power to do anything. So... The good news, by the way, too, inflation dropped about 7.7%. Consumer uh, uh, confidence is up in the last month. So things are actually getting a little bit better right now. And we didn't have to go extreme right to get there. And mm -hmm. so it's a win-win for the country, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Business as usual yeah. in America. Nothing, nothing bad happened. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it's... People act like it's life or death. Well, you know, I, I talked a lot about that, Todd, on my different political shows leading up to it. Like, November 8th, you're going to vote. November 9th, not going to be any different. The right, 10th, right. The, it's not yeah. going to be any different, you know. Um, and, and so we'll see what happens. But no fireworks for the next two years. This should be pretty tame as we just, again, work to get our inflation down and our spending you know, reined in a bit. Yeah, some girl that I'm friends with on Facebook, I saw a post the other day. She said, we're about to lose the house. And I'm like, Jesus, what the hell's going on with her? How's she losing her house? I'm yeah. looking at the comments. I'm like, oh, they're talking about stupid politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, so that's the other thing. It's like, it, this really, it doesn't affect you necessarily. Yeah, I know. You know, because it's mostly going to be gridlocked. It's already been. That's how it's kind of been going the last decade or so. What you really need to worry about, really, is your local town council and the board of education that's what you should be focused on that's what actually impacts your day-to-day -day life yeah exactly jedi the thing i'm still interested in is <laughs> that's why i'm just laughing thinking about it, is elon musk how he just trolling everyone over the i $8. know right it's so funny <laughs> i, I mean aoc <laughs> I can't stand all the I've never liked all these celebrities and athletes that talk like Aaron Rodgers. I don't care that you're doing like the, the non-vaccinated, all these other people. Stephen King. I don't know why these people show up on my tw Twitter feed. He's all like bent out of shape about the eight dollars. It just it's just Elon, Joe. Right. They don't care about the eight dollars. Yeah, it's it's it, right. The It's the perception of this guy's got all this money. What does he need eight bucks for? And here's the I guess their <laughs> other thought is, you know, it's the celebrities that make Twitter worth going on. In, in their minds. It's yeah. funny. I don't follow Elon Musk. And yet every third tweet ends up. It's something about him or it's. Uh, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. As I've said before, look, if you don't want to hear from a certain person. 
you can just block or mute that person and then you never have to I just know. have your own little world. It's beautiful. That's what I do. I, I it's so dumb. I know. But do you I think know. that this is his way of finding out who the true people are and who are the bots? You know what I'm saying? Because Twitter, before he bought it, he didn't want they didn't want to disclose or some the numbers were wrong regarding how many bots Twitter actually had. So I don't know if this is how he's trying to push out the it could be, yeah. you know, it certainly could be. There's certainly people that pay for the ability to get to a certain number of subscribers, you know, in the form of bots. A lot of people do that. And yeah, you could certainly get exposed by that. But that's really on Twitter. Something Twitter should have been doing all along anyway. Right. Facebook and, does a really yeah. good job of of blowing out like dummy accounts and bot accounts. Twitter either has just never wanted to or I don't know, can't really explain it. I, I but the the weird thing too is who uh, is it Jack Dorsey Twitter's previous owner he's like yep. apologizing to all the employees <laughs> saying that he did this and I don't get that whole thing, so that funny. whole guilt <laughs> but you know what it is on Twitter is people like to follow people they hate as much as follow people they love I mean every time Donald Trump would tweet something all the haters are right there waiting. Well, sure. Again, it's like people are taking it like it's an attack on them. Like, oh, Donald Trump said what? Like, oh, like why do you care? Yeah. Why? Why do you put the energy into people that you don't like or people more specifically that you hate? I don't understand that mentality. And yeah, I don't I just don't subscribe to it. I, and it looked as Jedi said, th this idea of like, right, like the white guilt and all that crap, you know, like come on get over yourself yeah you know when, when you do that you're also kind of making it about you again right i'm so right. sorry nobody cares nobody cares jack you have nothing to do with it now mind your business <laughs> go retire do whatever else you're gonna do nobody cares so joe who's your worst football team i mean you is it like the eagles or something i hate the cowboys the most so, but don't you find enjoyment as much enjoyment like watching a Cowboys game on Sunday night to root against them as you do rooting for the Giants or no? Because I do. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not the same level of, but yeah, certainly I, I, I would watch like, right, if the options were an AFC game or the Cowboys or, or Eagles playing. So I would definitely, I would definitely watch that game in hopes that they would lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one more thing uh, before we go to the show. So I did tell you about that NFL pool I'm in, the elimination pool. No. Just want to tell you my pick for this week. So I'm in a $20 elimination pool with just under 2,500 people in it. And it's down. it was down to 46 people last week. And I, I didn't do the bills because you kind of don't want to take the obvious pick because that's the game you need to lose to get like half the pool out. Obviously, I avoided that game. And I took the Patriots, which blew out the Colts. Yeah, yeah. So now it's down to 29 people, and this week it's like slim pickings again. My life is on the Raiders. <laughs> the I Ooh. I have two choices: the Raiders. I think they're playing the Colts again, who are terrible with Ellinger. Yeah, is that game last week? Oh yeah, incompetent. It was embarrassing. Um, so that's the game I'm going with. So there's 29 or 30 people left. My, my life is on the Raiders oh, out of all teams. Man, the Raiders have been uh, a huge disappointment, but that that should be should be an easy win. Yeah, Jedi, is that the closest uh, park to you? The Raiders or the Chargers or? Uh, well, the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. trying to pin yeah. down her location. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make us edit that out. Yeah. Marks, welcome back to Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Jedi Todd and Producer Joe with another one. As disgusting as it may be, when you think of cannibalism, two names come up. The first one, made famous by Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter, and the second, 
a real person named Jeffrey Dahmer. What do you know about him, Todd? <laughs> Remember last week or the week before I asked what the scariest movie was growing up? It was I said Children of the Corn or Salem's Lot. This was my first real life thing where it just freaked me out because it was the thought. I never, never heard of a cannibal before Jeffrey Dahmer, and that was the scariest thing. Someone was killing and eating people. So I haven't seen the show yet, Jedi, but you want to tell us a little bit about Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, he's a serial killer. Uh, he, he was a serial killer. He killed about 17 homosexual men, and he also dismembered them and ate them. And he had, what, 17 victims from 1978 to 1991. So he started when he was like 18 years old. Yeah, his first victim was a guy by the name of Steve Hicks. Guess his victim was like 18, 19 as well. And he picked him up off the road. This guy was hitchhiking. And he convinced him, oh, you know, I'll take you wherever you want to go. He wanted to go to a concert. And so he hopped in Jeffrey Dahmer's car and they instead of going to the concert Jeffrey convinced him to go back to his house and they had a few beers and when he wanted to leave he ended up getting killed so yikes <laughs> was that the one where he was blacked out drunk and he woke up and he was all bruised and he's like I must have killed him in a blackout or was that one of the no this this is his very first victim and he hit him with a dumbbell one of his weights and and oh, then after my. he also strangled him with i don't know i guess he put Jenna, he did he eat he didn't eat that guy did he no 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 no. that was unintentional he killed him i guess out of he reacted emotionally when he wanted to leave because he wanted the guy to stay with him yep but he, he just acted out but that was the start of everything he had serious abandonment issues yeah, not to he, defend Jeffrey Dahmer at all, but you know right. um, that's where most of this stemmed from. Was uh, you know I watched that 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 show on Netflix. It was really good, crazy, it was right? Gross. How many? It was hard to watch at times. It's not that many. Yeah. Jenna, how many is it? Like six? I I think it's ten. I'm I'm in the middle of it. You know, watching it, I watched the, his documentaries and just his mannerisms were very interesting. Like the actor in the Netflix series, I mean, he's got his demeanor and voice down. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's That's very amazing eerie. how they do that. Yeah, and no surprise, you know how he started off killing right dogs and cats. I mean, it's every single serial killer they start this way. He said he was just he was really interested in what was inside of it. He wanted to cut it open, feel the organs, look at them. Well, I mean, that's why you got to put your kids and stuff, right? Don't leave them alone to their own devices. Then they find stuff to occupy their time. I mean, he would go he because of the abandonment issues and he would be by himself. I mean, he would just go and find roadkill all over the place and dissect them. That's so weird. And some of I hate to say this. <laughs> if you're cutting up animals and you find you really enjoy it, isn't it just natural that you would progress to a human? I would like, where think you, so. Where are you going with that, right? Like right? It's, it, it's not like it's your career. It's a hobby. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, eventually you're going to, where else are you going to go with it? Yeah, but I, I always, I've said this a few times. What do you do if you're born with this and this is how you feel, whether you're a pedophile, you want to kill animals, kill people? It's it's almost not fair. They don't want that feeling, but they it must be such like an impulse to do it. Well, it, it his kind of father said that he wasn't born like this, like he was a happy kid. And then after his, I guess, uh, double hernia operation, it's when he changed. So I don't know. His mom also walked out on them and took his brother and not him. <laughs> so right. again, that that'll, you know, and here's the other thing. Look, you, you, if you look at Jeffrey Dahmer, or you watch the show, the guy playing him, he was weird. Yeah. Like if you had put it to a vote in high school, it would be like most likely to be a serial killer. That guy, <laughs> a thousand percent. He's a weird dude. Yeah. And 
I think it was less common than it is now. But, you know, now if you know somebody who's having like mental health issues, you would try to get them help. And that really wasn't a thing in the late 70s, in right. the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like we, you know, that's around the time o Oprah and Sally, Jesse, Raphael came out where we started discussing our feelings. We weren't really doing it before that. So, and, and it's interesting because Jeffrey Dahmer said it a lot. Like, I wanted to not do this. I, I, I wanted to stop. He wanted help. He would tell his dad that he felt weird and different. And the father was like, no, don't worry about it. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. keep cutting up those animals. Well, well the, the father yeah. did admit later on that he he was emotionally distant. You know, you know, back in that yeah. ge generation, the guys didn't show their feelings to their kids. You know, and they just you know, they showed love through responsibility and working hard. That's how they showed their love to the family. So, I mean, I'm not you know saying that you know that's right or wrong or giving him an excuse on why he was like that, but. It was a perfect storm for Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, like you said, the abandonment issues, his parents divorcing, not having any friends in school, being left alone to his own devices, um, you know, being gay and not knowing what to do with that. And uh, I think his what he came from a, uh, a, a Christian background and his grandma was heavily involved in in going to church and stuff like that. So. Uh, it, it was a perfect storm for him to go that yeah. crazy. What do you think about this? Did you see that his dad also dreamed of killing people? I saw, I read, you know, yeah, the, yeah I, I saw that, and but also that he was fascinated by fire. Yeah, yeah, and blowing things up. I yeah. mean, do you think that's just a coincidence or do you think that somehow runs in the gene somehow or <laughs> it's kind of a weird Genetic, thing? Genetic, right? <laughs> yeah, listen, everything about us is genetic. You know, I, the sooner we realize that, the better off we'll be as a species, you know. <laughs> but here's, I think the other thing is, right? I mean, I think everybody thinks about murdering somebody or, you know, or killing themselves or, or robbing a bank. The difference is, is rational, sane people upon thinking about it are like, all oh, the consequences of my actions would be horrible on my family, right? My right. spouse, everybody that knew me, right? I, I might go to jail. A sociopath doesn't think about any of the ramifications for what they do. And that's right. why, you know, again, you start with animals, you start with the small stuff and you work your way up. They're just, they're just trying to find the courage to, to do their thing. And, and again, they don't have, they don't feel bad when they do things to other people at all. There's not yeah. like that voice in your head. That's like, Oh, Todd could have been a little bit nicer. Right. They don't have yeah. that. So yeah. it so, must be nice not to contend with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I was just reading the story, this kid, um, he graduated from UMass Amherst. He's like in his early twenties and has the degree smart guy. And he keeps going to jail. Looks a clean cut guy for upskirting. He goes to like Barnes and Nobles and takes pictures up girls' skirts, gets arrested, goes to jail or whatever, gets out, does it. He must, he just can't find a way to control himself. But that's one of the first things that they do before they do something else worse is voyeurism right. or taking pictures like that. Louis C.K. on his little comeback tour talked about the idea. Everybody's got a thing. Everybody's got a weird thing, right? Yeah. Everybody knows his. Yeah. <laughs> um. He also, in, in talking a different bit, he was talking about um, pedophilia and yeah. knowing, I mean, when, when you engage in that, I mean, right, jail, they don't do kindly to people in jail like yeah. that. It is the worst crime imaginable that you can, that you can perpetrate against a, a person, a child, the most vulnerable amongst us. Yeah. And then he goes, it must be pretty great, though. Yeah. Like when you think about like all the risk, it yeah. must be like for the, like the best thing in the it's world. Like the, yeah, it's like the all it's the almond joy bar joke, right? Like, <laughs> I love an almond joy bar. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that joke. What is, what oh, is yeah. it? Well, he's just saying how he loves an almond joy, how nothing's better. Can you imagine these people who are willing to, willing to risk their lives being a pedophile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jedi, wouldn't he um wouldn't he offer guys at like clubs and bathhouses like a hundred dollars to come back and he'd take nude pictures of them? 
Yeah, that's what that was his shtick. It's like, you know, come model for me and let me take pictures of you, come to my house and things like that. It really took off when he started going to gay bars. Right. Oh, yeah. On that last point I wanted to bring up is how can the parents not know? You see all these people like the Columbine killers, like you see them after. It's obvious to us. If they're living under your roof, how do you not know these people are messed up? Jeffrey well, Dahmer was probably the same way. The the common theme is they leave their kids alone. You know, they don't interact with them. I mean, there's neglect. I mean, that's one of the things that Jeffrey Dahmer said in his documentary. He was neglected a lot, you know. And so even though you can be in the same house, if your kid is locked in his room for, what, hours upon hours and you don't know what they're doing, you don't know what they're looking up. You don't know no. if they brought a dead body in. Do you know one in three kids in America claims to feel abandoned by one parent or the other? A third. Wow. And and for most of us that are parents, right, you don't think twice about the fact that you're actively involved in your child's life. Todd, you posted something today on Facebook about how much you, you love spending time with your kids, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody feels that way. And sometimes... You, you know, again, you just take it for granted like that. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. And you do it. But not everybody does. Yeah. And I and I think for parents that are involved in their kids lives, you know, sometimes you take a step back and give yourself kudos for your good person to to love and care about those little people and to give them the time and the attention that they require and deserve. You know, it's definitely harder now with um the internet and tablets and stuff because they want to be in their room on those. And when we were kids, it was always outside. So you had right. more opportunity to be with them. I mean, how many parents don't, they don't know that their kid has an OnlyFans. I mean, a lot of times you're in the living in the same house and you don't know who you're living with. I hope not. Wait, what? <laughs> what is going on? Who's doing this? Really? OnlyFans? Well, who's yeah, doing that? By then, at least. <laughs> yeah. How do you have to be like of age to be on that? Right. But people lie. I mean, right. Just to make money. It's the avenue to make quit money now. Oh, I know. I know it is. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Did you see how much that cash me outside girl is getting? $50 million. Yeah, she made $50 million. So stupid. Think so did her hard... mom know that? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> didn't she but... live with her parents? Or her mother or single Yeah, but mother? she don't she don't take no nothing from anybody. <laughs> but it, it almost doesn't seem right. You have like all these hard workers out there barely making ends meet and OnlyFans. I don't know. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't know much about OnlyFans, but I, I, I don't think it's expensive, right, to subscribe to somebody. I think it's like a few bucks or something. Or I don't right. know. So this is, it this is, it's kind of sad for, because for her to make $50 million, that means that there's, you know, millions and millions and millions of people that you're doing this for. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the perversion is worldwide, right? Yeah. Dude, if a dozen people were paying like a million dollars a pop, like, all right, hey, more power to you. But you're just kind of putting it out there for everybody and anybody. I don't know. That doesn't. That can't feel good for these people. No. Talk about mental health. It'll break you down the longer you do it. If you know, it's just people working in the you know some people in the sex industry. After a while, they can't handle it. They have to come to grips of what they've done. Jedi, one thing I want to talk about with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer is you probably know about more about this than I do. What? Tell us about that box that his dad wanted to look inside. Oh my goodness. I, this, it's this metal box. It's probably like 12 by 12. 12, 12 he, inches by 12 inches. Yeah, 12 yeah. inches. Yeah, so he even kept it at his workplace at, when he worked at the Milwaukee Chocolate Factory. <laughs> so his employer didn't know that they had a human skull in his locker. I, I it's, it's very bizarre, but the reason why he resorted to cannibalism is because not because, you know, he was hungry and he wanted to eat. He, <laughs> you know, he wanted to them to be with him forever. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. talk about the loneliness that he had. I mean, that that's crazy. You don't think about, oh, no, I want to eat him and have yeah. him. You know, but that's my ex-boyfriend. 
<laughs> and I'm not over him. I'm going to kill him and eat him. You know, it's just so weird. I hate to do this right this moment, Jenna, but I got to bring up the religious aspect of this. <laughs> And that, right, in worshiping Jesus, you eat the body and you drink the blood so that he's in you. And I think that mentality of Jeffrey Dahmer being a Christian and that concept of keeping somebody with you, how do you do that? Well, the Bible says if I eat their body and drink their blood with me forever. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe no, that but, 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 but with Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> although he had roots, you know, his, his father and his grandfather, he said that he felt that everybody came from slime. That's what oh, yeah, it is. So that. he had no, no feelings about human beings at all. So that, that was very telling the fact that I thought we came from slime and we would return and be slime. So he didn't have any regard for human life. Yeah, his dad was like, open the box. And he they it was a big fight. And he said, I'm gonna go down, open it myself. I mean, I think it was it was right? locked, it was locked because his yes. father said he would have to like take it apart. And he said, Dad, I'll I'll show it to you tomorrow. And then in the morning he said, Dad, I'm sorry, it was just porn. And he said, get rid of it. And I guess after the trial, they found out it was a human head and genitals. Yeah. Oh my god. And he and the human head, one of the skulls that he kept, the genitals, was because the guy, he was a nice looking boy is what he said, right? He's very handsome and he, he just kept him and wanted him with him at, at all times. So Jedi, how did he get caught? One of the guys escaped. Uh, one of his vi victims escaped. He, I guess... He wasn't drugged properly. I guess he, he was still conscious and he was able to get away. Oh, and then they uncovered everything? Well, he escaped his apartment and he ran outside. He flagged down some policemen who, you know, listened to his story because he he, he had a handcuffs dangling from his, oh, yeah. <laughs> his wrist, right? So it's like either this guy is a criminal, an escapee, or kinky, or doing something bizarre and so he they followed up on him and um went back to his apartment they went through his apartment and saw all the evidence and i mean can you imagine because this had happened before with another victim who did not get away and and that's probably why jeffrey Dahmer was able to kill again because nobody did anything for that one I, it was the 14 year old 14 year old i don't know how to pronounce his last name but yeah. he was trying to make him into a living zombie oh yeah i remember right that, that yeah. one and then he somehow escaped these ladies were like what is going on with him and then they tried to get him help with the police and everything but the police didn't do anything because jeffrey Dahmer was able to convince them that that guy was an of age boyfriend of his so they allowed him to take him back to his apartment. <laughs> I want to know who those cops were, though. I mean, how, yeah. how they must feel, you know, after all these years. I mean, that's sad. They could have prevented future killings, but they didn't. Now, let me ask you this. The, the, next, door the next door neighbor lady in the Netflix show, was that, was that based on reality that this woman was calling the police like all the time to say his apartment smelled like death? No. People were going in. And out. Was that how much of that was real? No. The, uh, the article, one of the articles I read said that they sensationalized that part. Like she, there was a woman like that. That was the one that, that called uh, the police or tried to assist the 14 year old. But she wasn't an, a, as involved as the show portrays her to be. So the lady who called, I think. If I remember correctly, she was a relatives of someone who lived in that apartment. She didn't actually live in that apartment, but she saw what was going on and, you know, internally was like, you know, this is not right. Something's not right. This guy, this, this is a boy, you know? So Jedi, how did he end up dying? I mean, obviously I know you're killed in jail and you don't have any backstory behind that. Oh yeah. It's, it's very interesting because the, the way he killed his first victim is the way he died in prison. Joe, if you could look up the guy's name um, who killed him, but he killed him because he just couldn't take it anymore. And he was being 
I guess in his mind, he was being doing a good thing. He just couldn't stand it because he said Jeffrey Dahmer in prison didn't show any remorse. And he was also doing bizarre things to get un under people's skin. Like the prisoners didn't like him. The, the um, police or what do you call those? The guards didn't like him because he would just do bizarre stuff like makeshift body parts and put them around where people would see it and use ketchup as blood he just had a sick twisted sense of humor as well so that's what he would do in prison and finally this guy fellow prisoner they were cleaning or had to do something um in the library or something i think it was the library and then he ended up you know knocking him out with a barbell too or a pipe ended up killing him I love when that happens. Remember that happened to that gag in the um, the priest, Joe? They just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You mm -hmm. love when that happens. Christopher Scarver, by the way. Yes. Is, uh, Thank name. you, yep. Joe. Yeah. You're very welcome. So, I mean, I don't know. But is, is that is is that justice? Because a lot of the victims families, they they, you know, they had mixed feelings. They they, you know, some of them said they he didn't suffer or isn't suffering as how much his family, the families are suffering because he's dead. He doesn't have to pay for his crimes. He got killed. I mean, I know yeah, I think I, I, head bashed in. Right. Like, I think if you're going to exact justice on someone that hurt someone that you love, wouldn't your method be to smash their like face in uh, until they were completely unconscious and brain dead? Like, isn't that well, I think they thinking out loud here. <laughs> live out their, live out his yeah. uh, sentence, I'm, right? I'm with you, Jedi. I like the face bashing in and then living in pain or something for the rest <laughs> of your life. It sounds more like it. And did you see um, um? Did you see Jeffrey Dahmer's father is wants to sue Netflix? Yeah, because he's getting crazed fans coming to his house. He but he he armed up. Did you see that that this lady drove to his house? took off her panties, threw it in his yard, and said, I love you, Lionel. You know, oh <laughs> I mean, it's, fans are really? sick. He's 86 years old. Right. And this person was, what, in their 20s? <laughs> They're going to his house. And so he he's, he's like, fearful now. I mean, but that goes to show, should the parents be responsible for their kids' crime? I mean, I don't know fully responsible, but th that definitely has something to do with it. Yeah, if your yeah. life is is negatively affected because your kid was a murderer or a serial killer or a cannibal, uh, sorry for the inconvenience to your life, but you kind of had it coming. And Joe, yeah. there's more inconveniences than a 20-year-old throwing panties on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is going on in this country? <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, you, do you know he has a brother? Yes. Yeah, and the, I guess the brother doesn't want anything to do with this family. He changed his name, you know, and I guess. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, Good I job feel bad so far. for him. Oh, no. yeah. Imagine, dude, being related to, like, the worst person that ever lived. Like, that sucks. That sucks. Hi, I'm uh, Bob Dahmer. Any really? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No good. I I watched the interview with Stone Phillips with him and his dad. That's that's bizarre. Just sitting next right. to your dad talking about everything. Kind of reminded me. Remember the BTK killer? How he's just so matter of fact. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I would like find him and choke him, just like no big deal. Um, well, the thing with the Stone Phillips interview is like he was so mild mannered, and he could express his thoughts and actions so like accurately, and it. But when he went to shake his hand, Stone Phillips' hand, did you see how, I guess, limp-wristed he was? I mean, he's, he was, like, so gentle. And the fact yeah. that he could change and turn into this monster. I mean, he was a raging alcoholic as oh, yeah. well as from his teens. So, Well, that kind of reminds me of Ted Bundy. He was this charming guy. And yeah. all of a sudden, you turn your back, he'd bonk you over the head and knock you out, throw you in the car, take you home and kill you. But with Ted Bundy, though, he he was very arrogant. You know, he Jeffrey Dahmer, just when he was caught, he admitted everything. Yeah, well, Ted Bundy was an attractive guy. And I think attractive sociopaths are the scariest people on the planet.
because it's the people where you're like, oh, I never expected it. You're saying that because that person's good looking. So you wouldn't expect them to act like a sociopath. We expect sociopaths to look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. You know, and it's more it's more comforting when it's like, oh, we should have known that guy's so weird. It's it's the ones you don't suspect that to me is that those are the scary people. BTK, dude, just the fact that lived a normal everyday life and then did that for fun on the side. Like that's that's scary. Yeah. Some scary stuff right there. Yeah, and the I, BTK yeah. guy, he was involved in church, right? That that's how they found him. Oh yeah. The yeah, the totally. disc drive from his his church. Hmm. I, I think didn't he taunt the police or something and send stuff to the police? Yeah, he was like, arrogant too. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna end up getting caught. Just try to keep it a secret, I guess. But it's it was funny. Cool. Yeah, when I was looking up uh, cannibals, uh, I had had a list of like the top cannibals, and the top one is kind of stupid. But remember that college rugby team out of Uruguay, Joe? The uh, the movie Alive. Oh yeah, crash. yeah, love that. Yeah, the plane crash, and that and that's not being a cannibal. That's just you're going to die if you don't eat the your fallen teammates. But how yeah. many people would be able to do that? I mean, would would you do that for survival? I mean. <laughs> You'd have to, I think. Yeah, yeah. That that's a whole different thing. So when when you're dead, it's okay. If they're already yeah. dead and you have to survive, cannibalism is okay. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, Jedi in like the zombie apocalypse or any kind of <laughs> apocalyptic situation, right? You're still kicking. You find like a freshly dead person. You're like, all right, let's do this. So Jedi, do you have anything else on Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, do you think my question is like, do you think if he had a friend or was able to come out that he that this wouldn't happen? Because it seemed like everything stemmed from neglect and loneliness. No, I just think it's deep down inside him. I, I, so I don't, I don't believe the it happened after he had a hernia surgery. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, his dad did say too that his mother, while pregnant, took had some health issues and took a lot of drugs. So, the dad was kind of like, you know, hinting that might have influenced that too. Yeah, he also didn't really want to claim much responsibility for teaching his kid how to dissect animals. Right. He didn't think <laughs> yep. that had anything to do with it. Yeah. it. Must have been mom drinking or the way the moon was in the sky. Whatever, dude. And like, his dad was also it, a chemist. Right. Well, so it's but it's probably all of those things. You take all of those factors, right? You throw them all into a bucket. You shake that up. What do you think right. it's going to come out as? Yeah. Beaver cleaver? Of course not. <laughs> you just get the cleaver part. <laughs> oh, good one. So, but I mean, yeah. So if he was a kid and he was put into soccer, baseball, golf, all that stuff, like maybe things could have been different. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So socially active kid. A better upbringing would have been very helpful here. Yeah, so um, I am going to check that out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, I mean, and also, you know, don't watch it with your kids because <laughs> it is weird. It is bizarre. You're going to hate it, Todd. Yeah. You're going to hate it. Yeah. And you'll I don't enjoy know if, it, but you'll hate it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know if you'll be able to handle the blood part in the sawing. So. <laughs> oh, they do that? They show that in there? So what's up with the sawing that... Uh, what what did he do with the victims? Did he like take them into like a basement or something and have a tarp down? What did he do? He would dismember them and put them in vats of acid, so the flesh and bones would disintegrate. I guess he went through them, the ones that he wanted to keep. He kept some of them, and but the rest he would just disintegrate their bones and remains with acid. I mean, he does have to be pretty smart to not get caught for thirteen years. That's what they say that he's highly intelligent, but I. Yeah, it, it, it's so weird that nobody suspected anything, even though with the smell coming out of his apartment. You know what I'm saying? I would think that yeah. would be a sewage hazard or someone would be like, the, the landlord would be like, you know, what is that smell? Let me inspect your house or get rid of it or fix it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Joe, another guy who looked wicked old. Yeah. Oh, good I, Lord. I, I think he was like 33, 34 when he died. You ever like come across someone and you're like, you're like, who's this old guy? And you find out they were born in 1983 and you're like, Jesus, how old am I? <laughs> Boy, some people live a little bit harder than others. That's for yeah, sure. Totally. <laughs> so Jedi, when you think of animals and cannibals, what do you think of? 
mice well, and hamsters and snakes. Oh, oh, hamsters is a good one. But I was thinking there are 1,500 different types of uh, species that eat their own. But I always think of the praying mantis. Ugh, I hate praying mantises. <laughs> yeah, they say the most com- the most common after sex, the um, the female eats the male, and not just praying mantis, the other one. But uh, hamsters are a good one. Hamsters will eat their own. Why do they do that? Eat their babies? Well, for the pregnantis, they eat the male because I guess it's supposed to provide nutrients to the ba- the baby pregnantis. That's so weird. There's a whole bunch of different um, cannibal stories. Do you guys ever hear Albert Fish? Is that the guy who cut off the guy's testicles and ate it? No, I don't know about that one. <laughs> That's the most recent one. You, you guys never heard about that? The it does sound recent. familiar. I didn't know. It's a recent one because the one I'm talking about is in the 1930s. No, yeah. This one is recent. Like They met on Tinder and the guy killed him and ate his testicles. And now he's facing prison time because he was caught. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get if it was sexual or the whole power trap thing that Jeffrey Dahmer does. Like, I want, I want my, my victims with me at all times. I don't want them to leave. Yeah, the, the Albert Fish one was in the 1930s. This guy kidnapped and ate a girl, and he w- would have gotten off scot-free. But it's another one of these people who, six years later, had to mail a letter to the family describing what he did. And that got traced back to him. He would have got away, Joe, and instead he got executed in 1936. Ugh. Boy, there's just something about about killers and and the, the especially crazy ones where it's not even like the satisfaction no longer is in having done it. It's then like again, you got to keep kind of increasing it to the next level. Like, oh, what if if I called her mom and dad and said what happened? Yeah, and and obviously, look, the more you you act on it talk about it whatever the more likely you are to get busted and thank god there's such lunatics like the zodiac killer oh god no. yeah. perfect example but he got, he nobody's caught it. him though right he's That's still, insane to me they say he's dead so i'm curious i'm i'm hoping they, they find him or something about well wait well, how would they know he's dead what do you mean well, because they haven't they haven't found any, you know, the because of his age, they're they're yeah. they're speculating that he's deceased because there hasn't been any murder similar and of his age, so they're thinking that he's already passed away. Yeah, that that's a great movie. Another example of a cannibal is this lady Leonardo Cianciulli in Italy in ni- in the nineteen thirties as well killed three women and she turned them into soap. Before she got caught, she denied it, but then the police blamed on her son. So she, she's she was a good woman, Joe. She 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 came forward and uh, she did the right confessed. thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh, were the were these women her enemies? I mean, she just did it on a whim. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know too much about that. I'm just reading about it briefly. Oh gosh, how bizarre! But when I was looking up the worst ten, Jeffrey Dahmer was only number three. But like I said, number one was that Alive movie, which doesn't really count. <laughs> but I think I am going to get into the starting tonight, the Dahmer one. Like I said, I was watching that uh, the Stone Phillips one, which was pretty good. But it is freaky, just sitting next to your dad confessing to all this stuff. Yeah, like nothing. Like he was just saying it, like like he was saying algebra problems or whatever. I know. You know? I know. <laughs> it was they, so weird. I wonder if they took his brain or anything and tried to look at it after. I think the these the interviews though that he did really gave psychologists and psychiatrists an insight to the serial killer mind. So I mean, if he were to have lived longer, they probably w- would be able to gain more knowledge from that. But I mean, the fact that because before Jeffrey Dahmer, you wouldn't think a person would do something like this at oh, all, know. like beyond your wildest nightmares. You wouldn't have thought a human being could do something this disgusting and grotesque. Now you wouldn't even be surprised if you saw it in the news. Back then, it was just such a crazy thing. Right. And then he had him in there, his house. <laughs> you know? And then under he also bur- buried some of his victims under his grandmother's house. Man, but the who I feel sorry for is the victims. You know, I, I I heard some of the victims they they're very upset with this Netflix show, 
and I'm not sure if they're also going to file suit against Netflix, but you know, some of the, the relatives, they said that they weren't portrayed correctly. They didn't even ask permission. And that's the, the controversy now is because the producers, they didn't ask for permission or touch bases with any of the victims or survivors, yeah. or they just did this series. And I mean, is that right? I know they just went on and did it themselves without even checking with anyone. Yeah, that's I think, horrible. I think that's legal, though. You do? Yeah. Well, I'm, oh. I'm sure Netflix knows what they're doing, but it does. I seem would, yeah. Weird. Well, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, and and you know, again, if some of it's sensationalized or it's just based off of a person, I think that. Again, I think that's just part of you know America just being offended at everything. People are like outraged that we're making light of cannibalism or something which i'll tell you before that netflix show came out i didn't know jeffrey dahmer was gay and that he also had a a, a taste for black men I, I never knew any of that and i remember reading about it obviously as it was all unfolding i didn't know that but you knew yeah. he was a necrophiliac right and i knew he ate people yeah. i didn't understand how or why i didn't understand any of the you know, uh, any anything about him or or how he got there. So in in that respect, it's a very interesting show. I don't yeah. think anybody's. I don't think anybody's making light of it. You know, it's something that happened. Like I think people need to grow up. It's a, it's a show about a thing that happened. What is yeah, there to right. be offended by? Right. It's not like it's uh, fiction. Right. Yeah. You know, I I don't I don't understand that. I I think people are sort of overreacting. They're they're telling a story of an important event that happened in American history. Everybody knows the guy's name already, right? It's not like you're, you're bringing up a new case. No one's ever heard of. Right. The insensitivity or the glamorization of cannibalism and serial killers. Well, what, what's the, what having a show is glorifying something. I mean, honey boo boo has a show for Christ's sake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'll put anybody or anything on TV. Again, I, I think we're at least learning something about this and about the story i think it's got a, a an actual use yeah um yeah i agree and it's gross todd so it's yeah. not glorified <laughs> trust me I, I so i always wonder so it's three people to be a serial killer right i think so no it, it is but so. if you're a gang member or something and you're killing people do you do you consider that being a serial killer or do you think it's different like when you're murdering it's different people? because don't serial killers they look for certain things like there's a pattern there's patterns there's um things that that um specific things like you only kill black people or you only kill white people or you're killing women only and you leave a sock on there's like routines and things that define serial killer yeah it's the uh also amount of time and locations so like if you kill eight people at one spot and go to another one and, and kill four more like you know you're a mass murderer Right. Yeah. There's there's spree killings, contract killings, and then there's the serial killer. So it's all in how you go about your method. So speaking of serial killers, Joe, do you, do you ever play the game SOCOM? It was before um, what, you know, Call of Duty, right? Yeah. Before Call of Duty is a game called SOCOM. It was kind of like you were I forget it was Navy SEALs or something. You're going around, you're in a clan. We were called the serial killers, C E R E A L. Oh, I, like I was I was Trix Rabbit. My friend was Sugar Bear. Another one was Two Scoops. We all had serial names. I love that. <laughs> it was kind of That's fun. awesome. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jedi, do you have anything else on serial killers or Jeffrey Dahmer? Well, the only thing I think we didn't talk about is his fetish of. Um, having sex with dead bodies. So that was the other thing that was brought to light. And now everyone knows what uh, necrophilia is, is because of him as well, I think. So I'm guessing he must have had to have just told that because it would have been no way to probably show it if he got rid of all the bodies and put them in acid. Well, he took pictures. So I don't know if he was in the pictures as well, having sex with oh these dead bodies. Because remember, that was his stick. He would lure people here to his apartment in order to attack them. I produce a true crime podcast called crimes and consequences. And there was probably like five straight episodes where every single one of the killers did necrophilia. And yeah, 
Uh, it's a lot more common than people think. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jedi, one last thing, probably the most famous Twilight Zone episode. You ever watch that show, Jedi? Yeah. It's great just because of the twists at the end. One was called To Serve Man. These nine-foot aliens came to Earth, but they cured world hunger, um, energy shortages. They brought world peace, so everyone started trusting them, and they wanted humans to come back to their planet. And in the meantime, they had a book, and they, what's it called, Joe? A cryptographer who kind of figures out, like, kind of like the Zodiac Killer. They figure it out, and they know it was called To Serve Man. And as the guy was getting on the ship, she realized what to serve man meant. And Joe, play the clip. Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship. The rest of the book, to serve man, it's, it's a cookbook. No, 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 no. Oh man! That cookbook. Yeah, he was brought to the spaceship <laughs> to get eaten. Check that episode out, though. That's an awesome episode of the Twilight Zone. To serve man. Oh, yeah. I love it. I All mean, right, who yeah. thought about those stories in the Twilight Zone? I, I know. mean, you. I mean, you're one step away of being a serial killer, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the Twilight Zone's awesome. And I was telling Joe, I mean, Joe's watch it. They have new ones. What's that guy's name? Is it Jordan Peele? Is the host? Yeah. Is that his oh, name? Great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jordan those those are awesome. Check those out. Uh, I think that does it, Jedi. Okay. Well, the end is here, Morks. Thanks for listening to Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Rest in peace to the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, also, check us out on Clovercrest Media. Apple, Spotify, and uh, take care.